This intravenous with IVA is brought to you by Alabama Power. Iva Benjamin Williams Jr.'s early education began in the Birmingham public school system at Center Street Elementary. He went on to Ullman High School, matriculated to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, and eventually earned a Bachelor of Science degree in Business Administration from Miles College in Fairfield, Alabama. His work experience ranged from 1967 as accounting supervisor at U.S. Steel Corporation in the Fairfield Works, went on in 1977 to be employed by Southern Company Services in Human Resources and Community Affairs. In 1992, he was employed by the Southern Company Services as Coordinator of Community Relations. 1996, Alabama Power as Manager of Community Development and Relations. 1998, employed by Alabama Power as the Director of Corporate Relations and eventually retired in 2004. He has received numerous awards and recognitions over the years of his community and civic involvement and for his commitment to serving in various capacities in the church, 100 Black Men of America, Leadership Birmingham, Leadership Alabama, Project Corporate Leadership Advisory Committee, Business Council of Alabama, Jefferson County Health System Board Member and Chairman, McCoy Center Community Service Board Member and Chairman, Selective Service Board, Big Brothers Big Sisters Board Member, University of Alabama at Birmingham Mental Health Board, American Association of Blacks in in Energy, a founding member of ABE where an educational scholarship was established in his honor. The scholarship is awarded to students who have an interest in science and energy-related professions. Miles College Alumni Association, he's a a Mason, Sigma Pi Phi Fraternity, also known as the Boule, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity, where he has served as Chapter President, District and State Director, Treasurer of the Southern Region, Director of Educational Activities, Man of the Year, Social Chairman, National Office Chairman of Personnel Committee. He was military service in the United States Army, which included a tour of duty in Vietnam. He's a member of the Sixth Avenue Baptist Church, where he served as church treasurer and chief financial officer, president of the deacon board and the trustee board. He sings in the Sanctuary Choir and the Men of Distinction Male Chorus. He attends Thursday midday Bible study. Birmingham Urban League, where he served as board on the board as chairman and also received the Distinguished Service Award. Birmingham Park and Recreation Board, Alabama Jazz Hall of Fame Board, Alabama Gospel Music Board, Cooper Green Hospital Advisory Board. Married over 50 years to Mary B. Williams. They are the parents of two adult children, Iva III and Mignel Mignon Jamel, and grandparents to four grandchildren, Iva Benjamin IV, Kobe Jamel, Pierce David, and Ava Camille. He enjoys listening to music, is a jazz enthusiast, 
and an avid sports fan. That has to be the longest <laughs> bio that I have read so far, and I am oh so proud. I would like to read that because I don't remember some of that stuff. You <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand, but you know how Mimi is. She going to make sure everything is in there. Gotcha. Well, Mr. Williams... Tell me a joke. What does a penny smell like? I don't know. What does a penny smell like? A scent. <laughs> we going to give him some snaps on that one. That's a good one. All right. Now, um, what am I going to tell for my joke today? We'll tell my joke at the end. First of all, let's talk about this. Only recently have you talked about Vietnam, right? And we kind of chatted about it in, in a joking way at Lowe's. Tomorrow is 420. Do you know what 420 is? No. All right. 420 is the smoker's date and the smoker's time for marijuana. Mm -hmm. So, like, April 20th or 420th in the daytime or whatever. What I would like for you to tell is that story of you smoking marijuana at in in the military and the and the the rat you saw or something like that. So we're gonna celebrate 420 by you telling your marijuana story. Okay. We were in a we call it a dugout. On, you know, uh, guard duty, and uh, it was my first time being on guard duty in Vietnam, and uh, a little nervous about it. So one of the my partners uh, told me to try this, smoke this, and I did. And I was sitting there, and a rat ran across the front of the bunker and I thought it was a dog. <laughs> it was just and then I realized I was hallucinating <laughs> the whole time I was sitting there. <laughs> but it did make the night go quick because like I said, the fear went away. I was just sitting there wondering where was I? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So and then you said you uh, you prayed to God. What did yeah. you say? I prayed to God, if you get me out of this one, I won't ever be back. <laughs> <laughs> and that is your one and only story, your only time of smoking marijuana. Yep. Do you remember when you first told me that story? I don't. We had, you had taken John John, Kelly, and I to the Prince concert. And on the way back from the Prince concert, you took us to McDonald's. Okay. And we all ordered so much food that you were like, you you knew what was going on. You knew that we had been smoking. You didn't say a word. Yeah. And the next morning, you told me that story about smoking marijuana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I w- that I have always remembered that story and laugh about it. Now, um, next thing I want you to talk about is how you got hired at Alabama Power, why you were hired at Alabama Power. You know, tell that story, how you were at um, U.S. Steel and then they brought you over because that's when I got to meet a lot of the people that I have, you know, grown up with. Well, U.S. Steel wanted me to transfer. I had a choice of Gary, Indiana, or Pittsburgh. And at the time, my father had become ill, and I really didn't want to leave the city, and I, you know, it made it hard. So uh, my manager at uh, U.S. Steel had a friend over in Atlanta who was director of personnel and human resources for the Southern Company. Mm-hmm. So... He wanted me to go and talk to him. So I did. His name was Tom Nunley. And Tom was also the uncle of uh, Charles McCurry, who was eventually became CEO of Alabama Power. Right. But anyway, he gave me a choice of Atlanta or Birmingham. So I chose Birmingham. Okay. And... Uh, and what was the reason? What was your job? My job. Let me see. I got to go back. I was in. That was when I was uh, in personnel. Right. They wanted me to recruit blacks and females to come to work. Exactly. And uh, t- the how did that come about? The decree, and um, yeah. you know, there were a lot of people at Alabama Power who resisted it, but yeah. Well, really, it was the managers at uh, Southern Company Services. Uh, They really did not want to jump into that right now. Mm -hmm. But we had to tell them the time was then. We we had to do this. Right. And I had some resistance from some managers, but I would always go to one of the VPs and tell them I got— outstanding candidate here and we need to take a look at him and they saw that was done and one of the strangest things I had uh, Tom Bevel's daughter Patty Bevel Mm -hmm. finished in mechanical engineering at Alabama introduced her to a manager by paper Mm -hmm. and he told me he just would have a hard time having a female working out in the field with married men. Mm-hmm. And I told him the time had changed. And uh, But anyway, he rejected, you know, my conversation with that. So I went to the executive VP at that time, Bill Guthrie, and Bill Guthrie, told me to find out when she can start work. Mm. And we made that happen. And 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 they all the VPs and the president of the company pulled all the managers in to tell them what my role was. Right. 
and they wanted them to let me do my job mm-hmm. and don't give me a hard time. And after that, everything was smooth. Good, good. Yeah. Now, uh, who was the president at that time? Uh, was it Elmer? No. This was, was before Elmer, okay. Just before Elmer. Okay. Because Elmer was over at Georgia Power at the time. I was working for the Southern Company, and I met Elmer over at Georgia Power Company. Okay. Uh, Wardell would have to be here to tell me that, uh, who the president was back then. Uh-huh. But uh, anyway, it, now, it was a good— My mother told me a story. Okay. About— um, Jim White wanting you to leave and to start his firm, start that accounting firm with him. Yeah. And you rejected, you know, you didn't want to go on business on your own and all that kind of stuff. Do you have any regrets about not going into business for yourself? Or tell me about how fulfilled you are with the road and the path that you chose? No regrets. I met a lot of people mm-hmm. while I was working. Uh, a lot of experiences, got a chance to travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Was, I look back on that. Uh, I was blessed to be placed in that position. Mm-hmm. And, uh, to see where some of the people and the young men that I brought aboard with the company, where they stand right now. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. They're officers of the company. Right, right. And uh, anybody would be proud of that. Yeah. And also, um, as we wrap up this little beginning part um you know i had bobby here on the podcast Mm -hmm. and not only are your the people you've mentored um officers and leaders in the company but they're officers and leaders in the community oh yeah and officers and leaders in the city and so i just want you to know that um it has made me immensely proud to be able to um, call the leaders of the corporate, the business, the uh, uh, political community. You know, these are all people I grew up with and, and, and uh, friends of yours and whatnot. And so I just I thank you for that because the people that you introduced me to and the people that I met along the way are actually the people that are coming on this podcast right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, back to Bobby, um, you know, I'm getting ready, ready to graduate now. I just want you to tell me your thoughts on that as, as it relates to me finishing school, miles college with Bobby Knight as the president. Oh, that's a blessing. This conversation that I've had with your mom, uh, you know, 
we're church folk, and uh, I pray every morning and night. And young man, I have prayed for you a long time. Amen. But I'm, I'm happy and thankful. This summer, the world's roads lead here to Birmingham. The World Games, recognized by the International Olympic Committee, will bring athletes from more than 100 countries here to compete for gold. Tickets are on sale now to see events like flag football, softball, gymnastics, lacrosse, sumo wrestling, martial arts, sport climbing, and more. The World Games will bring the best in international sports here. So join the celebration, Alabama, as we step up, because this is our medal moment. All right, Pop, what did the football coach say to the broken vending machine? I don't have a clue. <laughs> Give me my quarterback. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Glad it passed your approval. Use that one. <laughs> Tell me one of your favorite charities. Well, my first one was the National Foundation of Cancer Research. My youngest sister passed away in 1969 of cancer when, at that time, they didn't know what cancer was. Yeah, that was a death sentence for sure. Yeah. And uh, she was... Matter of fact, I was in Vietnam and uh, got a message from the Red Cross that uh, I would be going back home for a while. Mm -hmm. And I'd only been in Vietnam, what, two months, three months, and came home for a month. And uh, she survived through that period. Then I had to go back. Matter of fact, I was in at home when Martin Luther King was killed. Okay. I was here that whole month. Mm -hmm. And the people that hit the streets, I mean, it was something that was, that was really something. I, uh, I was trying to compare that to what I had over in Vietnam, I said I didn't know which way which way to go, but right. to stay home or go back over there. So, Both of them was rough. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she she survived, and uh, I came back home in December of '68, and uh, she finally passed away in uh, October of '69. Mm. But to see her shrink down her body, I mean, she was she was full, and all of a sudden she was almost skin and bones. Mm. That was rough on all of us, and especially my father. Mm. It took a toll on him. Mm. And really, he didn't start coming back around joyfully until 
His grandson, Ivor Benjamin the fourth. The third. The third. No, that's right. You were the one who was born. <laughs> right. Our time is really gone. But yeah, when right. you were born, that enlightened him. Hmm. And I remember every weekend, your mother and I was living in apartments down, what was the Montevallo Gardens, we called it. Mm-hmm. But uh, they would come down and want to take you and have you spend the night with them every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you, you brought him back. Mm. Some of my earliest memories are of going out to Miles College with him, with Dwight. Mm-hmm. And we would go, you know, ride bikes and run around the campus and just spend the day with with him out there. Right. And, um, you know, watching the band practice and all that good stuff that he was into. So, you know, I, I don't remember it all vividly, but those are some of my earliest memories. Mm-hmm. Some of my earliest memories are laying in your lap. Mm-hmm. As, because you had to get up real early to go to work. I was working at U.S. Steel then. Yeah, I had to be at work at seven o'clock. I remember that. Yeah, and so you would put me in your lap and drive me <laughs> to Mama's or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was even had to work some Sundays out there. That's another reason I wanted to leave the steel plant. <laughs> okay, okay. Now. um we're going to play a little this or that. Now, these are all Birmingham-centric um, places and things, and so you have to choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. And if you don't answer one of the questions, you have to make a donation to the Cancer Society. Okay. All right? So, Regions Park or Rickwood Field? Today? Yeah, which one would you choose? Regent's Park. <laughs> All right. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Which one you like the most? I would say Railroad Park. All right. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Well, I haven't been to Protective Stadium yet. It's over Legacy Arena. All right. We got to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Crossplex or Legion Field? Legion Field. All right. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Birmingham Zoo. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Vulcan Park. Alabama Theater or Lyric Theater? The Lyric Theater. Why Lyric? That's where I grew up. All right. Upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? I guess the Civil Rights Institute. All right. Barons or Squadron? That's a hard one. <laughs> I go with the Barons since it's the oldest. All right. The Legion or the Stallions? Mm. Stallions. Alabama or Auburn? Alabama. Road Tide. Biggie or Tupac? 
Tupac. <laughs> All right, about Baker Smalls, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, now going back to um, some you said earlier, as it relates to um, how rough it was when Dr. King died. Mm-hmm. How do you compare that to what happened when George? Floyd died. The, the, how do you compare the two reactions? And and were they equally violent? Were they equally inclusive? You know, how do you compare those two? Just curious. Well, of course, when King was killed, uh, the emotions of the blacks in this country, I mean, that shook everybody up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I would say the white community didn't know what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we, they were forming in groups and so forth, and they were being watched, but they didn't they didn't have a clue mm-hmm. as to the reaction. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it took a lot of work by not only the local ministers in Birmingham, but around this country. Mm-hmm. to keep it from being just a, a holdout war. Right. Um, a lot of people ask me, how did I get into politics? And, um, you know, I love telling the story about how, you know, I used to hang door knockers for uh, Dr. Arrington when he ran for for uh, office and everything, mm-hmm. tell tell the story about how the um, coalition came to be. Well, a meeting was held at Richard's house out in the West End. He had about eight of us come together and told us what was on his mind. He was thinking about running for mayor. And at the time, all of us looked at Dick <laughs> as if he had lost his mind. <laughs> and say, in Birmingham? Say, okay, okay. But we met that about an hour or two and was convinced that was the thing to do. And then, of course, the next meeting was about a week or two after that with a much larger group. Mm-hmm. And everybody left out of that that meeting, you know, positive about the about the idea. Okay. And uh, you know, the rest is history. And it, it, how, what was how how was your relationship with Doctor Arrington formed? Oh wow. That was go back to Miles College. Dick was a faculty member at Miles when I was there. And uh, he left and went to the University of Oklahoma. And uh, of course came back and, uh, but uh, the family relationship with the Arrington's go way back. That's what I was talking about. I was with my father. Exactly. How um, Papa got him to pledge Alpha. Yeah. 
and yeah. and that's why I was going to that. You know, um, you seem to have uh, a love for your fraternity that you know I've always admired and watched. Mm-hmm. Was that formed by Papa? Or how was that? It was. Yeah, yeah. It was. Matter of fact, when I was when I made Alpha, it was only two Alpha men on campus who were students, and. The graduate chapter, Omicron Lambda, most of those guys came out to help my father bring us in. Gotcha. And, uh, well, I, I spent a lot of time <laughs> and a lot of money working for Alpha <laughs> <laughs> Now, in closing, I got to hear the story of how you met the love of your life and got married. Well, at the time I was living at 13 6th Avenue South. And one day sitting on the porch, I forgot who was sitting with me. She passed by in a car. It's a maroon chivalry. And I looked and I asked first, I said, who was that? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he knew, and uh, it might have been George Harris, I'm not sure who it was. But uh, anyway, I had to do some rearranging (laughs) (laughs) as far as my courtships (laughs) to to go ahead and pursue her. I got a secret for you. Guess who you were sitting on the porch with? Who? Uncle JB. That's who it was. <laughs> His he, sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least that's the way I heard it. So we got we got to check well, in to be sure. Yeah, I I, I wasn't sure. I, you know. <laughs> it was either him or Uncle Skip, but I think it was Uncle JB. Well. I, I think it was Skip because it, before I said anything to her, I I had approached JP to t- tell him. Okay, I like this. That was the second time. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But the initial one was I think was Skip. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh, there you, it worked out. And what what are we on our fifty third year? Oh, we be fifty three in December. Wait. No, 54 in December. 54 in December. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we're going to take one last break. And when we get back through the magic of podcast, <laughs> we'll have Wardell Morris with us. At Alabama Power, There's nothing more important to us than our customers and the communities we serve. Alabama Power is more than your reliable source of electricity. We're committed to building the future of energy and providing innovative solutions to our customers. Alabama Power offers energy efficiency tips to help lower your bills, and the company supports agencies that offer bill assistance. Alabama Power initiates and supports efforts to grow the economy and elevate the state of Alabama. And yes, we are also your reliable source of electricity. 
Alabama Power is for a better Birmingham and a better Alabama. What L. Morris, tell me a joke. Why did the dog get a penalty? I don't know. Why did the dog get a penalty? For roughing the player. <laughs> <laughs> we going to give you some snaps on that. With no further ado, I present to some and introduce to others Mr. Wardell Morris, the man at Alabama Power. If you know anything about Alabama Power, you know Wardell Morris. You don't want me to tell it, though. (laughs) Man, how did you start at Alabama Power, and how did you finish? Well, I started May 15, 1970, a janitor. Wow. And um, I was a meter reader, worked on the pole crew. Really? Various jobs. Yeah. I uh, ended up in the fleet garage. Okay. Um, actually, washing cars. Right. I did numerous jobs through the company. And it was one day. Yeah. Charles McCreary came down. I was washing some ties, man. And he said, we're creating a job, and we're going to only offer it to you. You turn me down, it goes away. And what am I going to do? Wow. Assistant to the CEO. That was Joe Farley. From Joe Farley, Elmer Harris tenure. From that McCreary, consulting with Cross White today. So how many CEOs have you worked directly for at Alabama? Four. It's only been four that I can remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's only been four that I can it was one 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 before him, I forget. For Joe Farley, but I can't uh-huh. I can't uh, think of it. I might know it, I don't know. Yeah. Now, um I met you when you were working for Elma Harris. Right. Tell me about that relationship. You guys were close. That was that was a good relationship. Yeah. A lot. I got to know him and, through you. But you know, a lot of people had their Feelings about Elmer, mm-hmm. but it was how you have to judge how a person treats you. And what he did with me was awesome to me. Yeah. Because he t- trained me, he took me everywhere he went, and he was good to me. I mean, I couldn't want for anything he wouldn't let me get. Mm-hmm. So my relationship with him was excellent. Yeah. I remember, um, man, we've gone to the lake house. I mean, I, I just. Yeah. I've seen him in in shorts and a and a wife beater. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying with you. I mean, like he, like you said, I've heard a lot of things. A lot of people have a, a lot of different opinions, but all I can go by is how the man treated me. That's the way I do. You know, That's the way and I he am. he treated me like gold, and he was always, you know, it's that little Iva, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way he was with me. So, how did you meet my dad? Oh, that's a good question. I went, I don't know what year it was. Uh-huh. I remember when I came to the company. I, rem, I remember when you was over on Lakeshore. Yeah. That's right. Yes. At Southern Company. At Southern Company over on Lakeshore. That's when I really met you, before yeah. you came to right. a, a, a downtown uh-huh. Alabama. And, when, and that was 
around the time Womack was in place. Okay. And um, for some reason, and I I don't know what it was, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Your father took to me. Mm. And I'm going to just tell you, man, it was sort of like I didn't have a father growing up. And it was like I done caught me a father, man. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> and I'm talking about he didn't go nowhere without me. I'm talking about literally. Yeah. If I was out of town, I pretty much was close or I was on my way. That's right. But I pretty much was with him. Yeah. And it was just a blessing. And so I learned a lot because of Ivan. Even though I had made it into the CEO office. But then they, you know, I was I was still a hardhead. They called Ivan up there and put him in charge of me. <laughs> no, this is for real. You might not. You might. You didn't. You didn't know that. Did you? No. They call Ava in upstairs to help me. <laughs> That's for real, and that happened. And and I was with Ava everywhere he went. So when Ava was traveling, I got a ride. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm gone. I'm with him. And that's the best thing ever happened in my life today, to this day. Man, I credit, aside from my father, of course, three people for helping me cultivate whatever it was that I was mm-hmm. into something strategic. Yeah. Yeah. First, it was Wash Booker. Mm-hmm. He the first one that came to me and said, you could take your daddy's name and do something. Mm-hmm. You love politics. Mm-hmm. He the first one that put it into my head. Now, I got to add two more names. Mm-hmm. Um, then, Stefan Bell mm-hmm. and Ralph Cook, Jr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Up in Washington, D.C., Mm-hmm. We're like, you You need to do this. And at that point when I made a decision, you and Charlie Waldrop taught me the ropes. Mm-hmm. And I thank you for it. I, I'm going to tell you like this. I don't know what you think you owe my dad, but you paid it forward with me. Thank you. Well, I want to say that in front of the old man. You well, I, have been, you think you copped you a dad. I copped me a brother. Oh, man. I copped you. me a big brother that I, I never feel, had. And you I, know? Feel, I feel like that about you. Yeah. I feel like that. Because I saw, just like what your dad saw in me, I saw it in you. You just had to find yourself and make the decision that I'm going to do this. I'm going to show everybody who I really am. Yeah. And here you are today. Think about what you, what you made a 360, a 380, whatever they want to call it. <laughs> yeah, a but look at you, but you yeah. you look at you today. Yeah. You have done a remarkable thing. And I know your mom and dad is so excited. They they don't know what to do. <laughs> and because and here the funny thing. They I told you I was getting back in school. You called before me. I told them. And on, I mean, you call me, and we I, we might have talked an hour. Longer than that. Yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah. 
And I was so excited. Yeah. I was so excited. And now he'll And I on. just like I said, this you can do. <laughs> and, and and you know, you know, when you think about it now, and when you get out and start practicing, they gonna say, Man, you better go get however you wanna win. <laughs> After all that, they're gonna they come go back with it. Go get our if you're trying to win. Hey, you're because you're going to be serious about your business. Yes, and sir. your heart is there. And you're going to be excellent in it. And it's, you're going to be real. You remember what awesome you job. used to tell people about uh, if I asked them for their phone number? What? You remember I, you, you said, I use it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you give it to him, he's going to use it. He's going to make that call. <laughs> it was so funny because I don't, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Dad, but, um, you know, when I was first starting to cut my teeth, I would call companies and tell them Ivor Williams was on the phone. We sound just like they ain't know which one. <laughs> I remember, they, yeah, I remember they they ain't know which one it was, and and you know, like, um, I just hope, I hope and pray that I take care of your name as well as you took care of your father's name. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. It's a gift, and I appreciate you for it. And I believe you do exactly that. This summer, the world's roads lead here to Birmingham. The World Games, recognized by the International Olympic Committee, will bring athletes from more than 100 countries here to compete for gold. Tickets are on sale now to see events like flag football, softball, gymnastics, lacrosse, sumo wrestling, martial arts, sport climbing, and more. The World Games will bring the best in international sports here. So join the celebration, Alabama, as we step up, because this is our medal moment. Wardell, off the top of your head, what is one of your favorite charities? Congressional Black Caucus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation it is. If you don't answer one of these questions, you have to make a $100 donation to the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation. But you're going to answer these questions. Well, They're we'll all even. <laughs> I said, we'll see. All right. Regents Park or Rickwood Field? Oh, Rickwood Field. Why? Because I spent more time there than I did at Regents Park. All right. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park. Why? Because I spent more time there as well. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Legacy Arena. Why that? I like that arena, man. You do? Yes. Okay. Crossplex or Legion Field? Crossplex. Why the Crossplex? I like it also. (laughs) All right. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? McWayne Sanson. All right. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Vulcan Park. All right. Alabama Theater or Lyric Theater? Alabama Theater. Okay. Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? Civil Rights Institute. Okay. Barons or Squadron? Barons. Legion or Stallions? Stallions. 
Alabama or Auburn? Alabama. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. Ah, why Tupac? I like Tupac. <laughs> guess guess who he went with? Biggie. He went with Tupac too. Well, well, Tupac was first. Was he? I think so. Um, someone begs to differ. No, I do not beg to differ. <laughs> I I am affirming. Um, oh, you're affirming. Tupac okay. was part of a rap collective before becoming a solo artist. And if you actually, yeah, if you listen to him as part of that collective, I'm not going to tell y'all the name, make y'all look it up, do a little bit of homework. His style mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. delivery was a lot mm-hmm. different from yes, what you got was. before he became Machiavelli. Yeah, he was party boy or whatever. So was it right? You were, you were 100% <laughs> <you>. correct, sir. <laughs> I got to get you to give one shout out because if ain't nobody listening to this, your daughter is. Oh. Say hey, Fifi. Hi, Fatima. How you doing? <laughs> My girl, be, she stay up on it and I appreciate her for it. So look here, I want you to tell me your favorite story between you and my dad. And I hope it's a good one that includes Mike McMillan. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> or yeah. any of your DC escapades, it can be any of them. But you know, Mike McMillan. You know, when it, he, we had to buy a lot of tickets, man. <laughs> I I had to go to Ive all the time because Mike always had something going on. Oh, not, not, not Mike that. McMillan. Mike, what's in in from Ohio? Oh, Mike, Mike. Uh, no, no, no. Mike McCoy. 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 Yeah. Yes. Y'all and Wardy. I mean, okay. you, y'all, Mike McCoy and Womack. I want to hear about that story. Oh, I don't pretty much forgot that one. Yeah. <laughs> bring me back up to it because. It was how y'all met. How y'all met. And he was like, who y'all fellas? Oh yeah. Uh, or was that you and and Womack before? No. Yeah, that was before so, Wardell yeah. met. Okay, because no, I think Wardell was out there, but I met Mike McMillan with you. Yeah, Mike, Mike McCoy. McCoy. Mm-hmm. That's a piece of art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a piece of well, art. Well, you tell me one of your stories though. Um, man, oh, you don't want to know. I can't tell you. Yes, I do. You don't want me to say. Yes, yes. We was. You remember we were with Mike in the, um, New Orleans, and we come out of the hotel. I think we was getting some cars, and it was two men of us. It was one too many, mm-hmm. and the lady, it, Mike was already in, and it had this one. It was six of us in, and the lady couldn't get in, and Mike told the lady. Just come and sit right here and let's talk about whatever pop up. <laughs> <laughs> so the lady got in the car, man. It was, you, you remember that? <laughs> it's I so know, whatever pop up. That's what he said to <laughs> yeah. her, man. And uh, it was so amazing. It was like, did he just say that? <laughs> but it, but the lady took the ride. It, but yeah. she was young, you know. We was all right, friends. Right, right, right. But Mike, we all worked together. But Mike was the only one that wasn't. Yeah. In the group. That, what about but what was, about y'all in the beds in Miami? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> and man, and, y'all got some stories. Uh, you, do you remember that? 
I remember the, what you told him. <laughs> <laughs> what if you made me step away? <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. We ain't talking about that. Why you bring me racist? Man, they talk. Hold on. I'm going to tell it. Y'all spent, how I forgot how much. It was a big bill. Big bill. And y'all was hanging. I had never heard of a club this, yeah. with beds instead of tables. And, and they, they ate in the bed. It wasn't like nothing negative. It was just the way it was designed. Yeah. It wasn't know. negative. I it know. Was like, That's why I'm like, don't cut it off. They're going to think something like, really bad. Yeah, but it was It was like, it was these beds and the curtains. Yeah. But the curtains weren't drawn or anything. And you sit on the bed and they call it beds. Yeah. And that's, you didn't have no chair. Yeah. So you sit there and they bring the trays and put it on the bed. And everybody ate off the, mm-hmm. off, off the bed. And it was it's just so funny hearing you talk about y'all's trips. It was And so, I'm just saying, I can't see you partying on the bed there. <laughs> yeah, he to sit on the bed. Yeah. Or he didn't have nowhere else to sit. It wasn't that's anything. The only place that's the name of the place, beds. Wow. That's nice. And that's the first time we have ever saw it. Yeah. So we walked, and I don't know who took us there. It was Ray Sean. Ray Sean. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. who it was, Rayshon. <laughs> you can't follow Rayshon. I know, man. Me and Rayshon <laughs> told up Cleveland when I was up there, when I was living and in Cleveland, amazing. and he'd come in for games. But it's amazing, man, how he can go and get stuff and don't have to pay for nothing. Or do he? He pay. don't have to pay for nothing. He, he charged it to somebody else's tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So tell me this. What you doing these days? Oh, man, it's it's amazing that uh, you asked that because, um, you know, I, I'm still consulting with Crosswhite. All right, all so, right. Which is going very well. Yeah. But this guy you might know, uh, his name is Clint Harris. Uh-huh. He the one built the Crossplex, and he had wanted to get into Southern Company, and oh. he couldn't ever get in. To be a contractor, cause now and then he had came to me once, and I turned him down. But we grew up on the next street from each other. He grew up on the next street from my mom. Yeah. And he went to Winona, and he's uh, Ralph Cook's nephew. Really. Ralph Cook's uh, sister is his mom. She passed the council. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, he built that hotel, that Starbucks, Walgreens. And that yeah. region bank, and I took him to Charles and said, Charles, say, you can build a bank, you can build anything. But this boy is strong, and uh, we hooked up, and we've been doing business, and it's been lucrative. I mean, it's been really, really. He's doing underground now down in Monroe. He's got, um, he's running uh, the underground stuff down there for his, his company, CJ's Venture. Mm. Of course, now um, he's... Um, they just gave him another 10 miles yesterday. Um, wow. That. He was in the magazine, uh, Southern Company, uh, in the letter thing, because they finna put him in the magazine. Mm-hmm. His work is impeccable, but I knew it would be. And oh, right. uh, it's been a good ride with him. I mean, he, you, but if you met him, you wouldn't think he got $12. 
That's the way to be. He don't talk. He don't. You just wouldn't. But you would probably know him if you see him. But uh, he's all. He always got on boots. Yeah. And he's always on his tractors and stuff. Uh, them big bulldozers. Uh huh. So everybody. Well, congratulations, so it's, man. It's been going and, and really well. Many I've blessings been excited. Over him. I've been excited about it. Yeah. I really have because. Um, you just don't know him to run up on an African American to do exactly what he say he gonna do. <laughs> I mean, not saying it's not. I have. Nah, I, just, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But he's um, checks in the mail every. I mean, it don't. It's not a one time stop check. Yeah. It comes so fast, I get scared. <laughs> 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 what you think about this fella, Pop? Well, what else? Yeah. He's a man. <laughs> what else? Say I he I helped him. That's right. But what else helped me when I got down? He told me who was who, mm-hmm. what they were doing, and so forth. So he didn't know it, but I said to myself, I'm going to just keep him to my border to my side. <laughs> well, right. I, I am blessed you did, Doug. <laughs> Thank you, Thank I, don't, you. I don't care if we went to California or what? Texas or he D.C., me. New York. I always had to have water. Yeah. And it's funny, when I would ask uh, Mimi where you were, she would always say, him and Wardell <laughs> always, <laughs> always. Yeah. Fin- but finish what you were saying about your friend. Who, about Wardell? Yeah. Basically, I got to say, we were like two peas in a pot. But we, yeah. we were never separated. Never. Yeah. And it was a blessing. And I liked so much. And I owe a lot to him. And if it was a battle and I ever had to go, I'm first in line. Let it be known. I got one closing question. Mm-hmm. It's for you, Pop. If you had not pursued the career you pursued, <coughs> what would it have been? Well, I started out at U.S. Steel. And uh, I'm saying what career path, accounting, you know, what a well, lawyer. Well, started out in accounting mm-hmm. and uh, worked in that area. Mm-hmm. But uh, I could say after a while at U.S. Steel, they wanted me to transfer to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And at that time, that's when your grandfather came ill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I told him I couldn't leave and uh, couldn't leave Birmingham at the time. Yeah. And uh, but I'm saying when when you grew as growing up, what did you want to be? Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like I guess a doctor, like your grandfather. What? I I really don't didn't have anything in mind. Okay. You know. See, during my time, the Vietnam War was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually ended up going to Vietnam. Mm. And uh, 
So as far as opportunities and so forth, all I knew at that time was U.S. Steel until a manager out at uh, U.S. Steel asked me had I ever heard of the Southern Company. I told him no. Well, let me ask you this then. What does it mean to you? What thoughts does it bring to you that your children and your grandchildren have choices, grow up thinking that they want to do something in particular, and you laid the, the groundwork for that? Oh, it's great. I mean, the time times just changed. Because, uh, like I say, when I was when I was coming up, uh, there were not a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. for blacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, sort of worked my way around into it. That's why Southern Company asked me who was uh, Charles McCurry's uncle, Tom mm-hmm. Nunley, mm-hmm. asked me to come to work for him. And specifically, he wanted me to hope go out and hire blacks and females. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, you hire the whites, but that's your your main goal. Yeah. So I start, started doing it, and everything changed. What do you think about that, Water? I can, I can, I can relate to it, because when I went to the power company, there was no blacks <laughs> at that time when I went. I remember you telling me you it were the only black person on the top floor at one time. Well, no blacks up there. The only the next black <laughs> that came up there, I think, was Robert Holmes. Robert Holmes and yep. then Womack. Yeah. Uh, but when I went, there was no blacks really, with suits on. Yeah. Were no blacks in corporate. You know, it was the good old boys. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, were no. Blacks in leadership role, and uh, Robert Holmes made it out to the plant, mm-hmm. and in Mobile Bear, I think it is, mm-hmm. and, it, plant. and he came back, mm-hmm. and then Womack came in under you. Mm-hmm. He didn't come in under you, didn't he? No, Womack was there. Well, he had came in under uh, Julian Smith right. from Doris Crenshaw. There you go. How did come back? Man, them some names right there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Doris Womack was working for Leon Pinella, and Leon Pinella went out of you know, and Womack was out of a job, and Doris Crenshaw brought him to Julian Smith, yeah. and that's how. And I met Womack in a cubicle on Seventeenth Floor, yeah. <coughs> and I took Womack upstairs mm-hmm. to meet Charles now. Man, and now he's CEO of George Powell. And we got another CEO in the family now. Who? The newest CEO. Oh, no, he's a senior vice president. I'm sorry. Hudson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hudson is doing good, man. He, yeah. He's going to do well. Yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll eventually be CEO. he eventually be CEO. Yeah. I'm going down to see him um, pretty soon. When we going? Well, I talked to him uh, about a week or so ago. Let so, me know. I want to go, too. Yeah, I'm going down there. All right. I'm taking this guy, Clint, down there. We're going to try to do some underground work. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. Look at how business gets done. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you. Um, 
I love you both. Um, we going to close season one with these podcasts. Awesome. Um, and so I just thank you for being a part of my life. I, I ain't even going to try to thank you, hip hop. <laughs> you, you'll be talking all I'll be talking for a whole time. nother podcast but I will say to you my brother from another mother I love you and um, you know you, you truly have been a brother to me since the day I met you and I, I love you for it I appreciate you thank you so much for being you I want to thank Iva Williams Jr. and Wardell Morris for joining us I want to thank you for listening this inaugural first season of Intravenous with Iva. And as always, a huge shout out to my partners at Creed 63 and UrbanHam.com. Danielle, Eric, Russ, thank you. God bless. This Intravenous with Iva has been brought to you by Alabama Power.